The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest. Jay Palowski is with us. Jay is principal and founder at TPW Advisor. He joins from here in New York City via the telephone. Hey, Jay, thanks for being with us. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the way you understand the market between now and the end of the year. I mean, things are holding up remarkably well. A lot of folks are very much concerned about the headwinds that the American economy is going to be facing in the first quarter of next year. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do that, Doug. Uh, we actually have a different uh, point of view. We've been talking for months about an earnings bridge uh, stabilizing markets uh, uh, over the course of time as inflation starts to moderate. And that's really been the driver we see for risk assets doing pretty well over the last couple of months. Uh, looking into 23, we're uh, of the view that uh, stability is ahead. And that the big three items that we've been focused on since the summer, uh, we call them the three keys. Uh, first, the pace of um, U.S. inflation's decline, the path of European energy prices, and the ability of China to move off of zero COVID. All of those things, uh, which have been uh, headwinds for 2022 risk asset-wise, are turning into tailwinds, we believe. And most importantly, uh, we see the dollar as the U.S. dollar as the biggest loser in a world of gradual stability. There's a lot to unpack there, Jay. I just want to start with your uh, remarks on inflation. Do you feel that uh, inflation has peaked in the U.S. or where do you place the risk that this is a head fake and we get another leg higher out of nowhere? Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, that game's been played, uh, Paul, and, and you know we've, we've been wrong uh, in expecting inflation have peaked uh, earlier. Um, and I, But I think, you know, the idea of it coming out of nowhere and going up higher again, I think, is, is one's really hard-pressed to identify where that might come from. Um, if you look at uh, supply chains back to normal, if you look at rents rolling over, used car prices collapsing, energy prices down, um, it's really hard to uh, identify that wages uh, stable. You can't even get wage price spirals in Germany, uh, where inflation is double that in the U.S. They just had their big union um, deal uh, come through, and it was uh, quite benign from a wage price spiral fear. So uh, we're, we think inflation is going to continue to decline. It's going to be slow, but the Fed uh, market is going to uh, follow. The Fed's going to follow the data, and markets are going to follow the Fed, and um, that's uh, that's for the benefit of risk asset prices into the detriment of the dollar, which has been 
boosted by the um, amount of rate hikes uh, that the U.S. has done relative to the rest of the world. And Jay, I just want to return to a point you were making earlier about the likely trajectory of the U.S. dollar. We're hearing some rather dovish words coming out of uh, the latest round of Fed speakers. How much longer do you think this tightening cycle has got to run now? And what's your outlook for the U.S. dollar heading into 2023? Well, I think that's really uh, that's really it, Paul. Is that you know markets have priced in the Fed to a uh, terminal rate of five and five and a quarter, and another hundred basis points or so of rate hikes through the first quarter, and you know, so that's all priced into the market. And I think the, the market's already appreciated that the dollars already appreciated that equities, etc. And so as we go forward, uh, the potential is for rates to start to decline, and that the market front runs the Fed a little bit. We've already seen that. Uh, and the dollar has uh, reacted accordingly. It peaked two months ago in late September at 114 on the DXY, and today it's 107 and change. And, you know, the, it's so extended versus uh, certainly the DM uh, FX world, 30 or 40 percent overvalued versus the euro or the yen. There's, you know, there's significant room for the dollar uh, to weaken as we go into and through uh, 2023. But if you look at what's happening in Europe, we had a guest last hour saying that, that, that she believes that the uh, American investors have really underestimated the degree to which Europe could be in very, very dire straits economically, and not just on the continent, but the UK as well. We were talking earlier on this program about uh, COVID curbs in China continuing. It's still not clear where this, how this story will play out on the mainland. And so if there is a haven bid, could that not put a floor under the, the U.S. currency in spite of everything that you're saying with respect to Fed policy? Sure. I mean, you know, it's not going to go. I'm not saying it's going to go one way for, you know, 20 percent. I mean, it uh, went from 114 to 106. Now it's bounced a little bit. Uh, I would actually turn it around and say, you know, the fact that China um, announces that it's going to kind of ease away from zero COVID, not be as strict. And then you get a bunch of cases um, and the market's only down, what, yesterday, last night, less than one percent. That tells you that the market's already you know, understands fully that it's not going to be a one-way, a one-way street. Uh, if that had happened three or six months ago, I would have thought China would be down, you know, three to five percent. All the selling's been done. And in the case of Europe, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, what your guest was looking at, but um, I think you have a very cheap currency. You have energy prices, which are behaving much better than expected. Uh, European storage is 95 percent full, well above where it is historically uh, at this time of year. Um, you have uh, record low unemployment. You have significant fiscal support, much better than the fiscal uh, situation in the United States. And again, Europe is priced uh, roughly as cheap as it's been versus U.S. equity market in the last 25 years. It's in the so, so you view this as a buying opportunity? Uh, yeah, I think people uh, should be adding. We've been adding more to EM. Uh, over the last couple of months, uh, we've become m more constructive on emerging markets broadly with some specific uh, markets that we like, which include China in part because of what we just talked about, uh, includes Brazil, includes Southeast Asia. We also like emerging market local currency debt, again, on the view that the dollar is going to roll over. We like uh, Asian high yield um, because we think the property market in China, there's, uh, not to put a pun on it, but the foot, mm -hmm. there's been a floor. Uh, placed under the property market by the Chinese authorities. 
Mm-hmm. And so when we look around the world, um, and we believe that the dollar holds the key, if yep. that happens, there's lots of opportunities around the world. All right, Jay Pulaski, their principal and founder at TPW Advisory. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.